Hi, it's Hal Anderson. Thanks for checking out the daily podcast for my show, Connecting Winnipeg. And if you can, please listen live weekdays from 10 to noon on 680 CJOB. Good morning. We have a jam-packed show. We're going to get to our first guest here in just a moment. You heard Chuck Davidson in the news there in Skylar Peters' 10 o'clock news. I want to begin there. Uh, Chuck and the Manitoba Chambers of Commerce have a promotion. You heard about it in the news, but I want to remind you again because I think it's a, a great idea, and it's really easy. It, it's not complicated because I like to keep things simple as well. So uh, all we're encouraging people to do is that when you're out over the course of the next eight weeks, if you're shopping, if you're at a restaurant, uh, we want you to take a picture. And we want you to uh, post that to our website uh, or to our uh, Instagram or to our, our Twitter at BuyLocalMB and use that hashtag. And all you have to do is simply do that. So as, as buy, buy something, we want you to brag about it. And then we want you to tag some other individuals and you'll be entered for an opportunity to win a $100 prepaid Visa gift card. So simple contest, uh, and we'll pick a winner every Monday morning. It's been a tough year and a half uh, for restaurants, local restaurants, local retail, uh, local businesses, and uh, this especially is uh, normally a very busy time of the year, right, leading up to the holidays, and I agree with Chuck. Uh, We have to get out there and support our local business community, and in fact, uh, in Chuck's conversation with the start this morning, Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, he mentioned my next guest. Uh, here he is talking about what others, Chuck, here's Chuck talking about what others have done like our next guest. What we've seen over the course of this as well as so many other businesses have really stepped up and provided services that are similar to Amazon. I, I think of guys like Avi Khan and the good local site. Uh, you know, you, if you want to do uh, buy local products and, and have it delivered directly to your door, you now have that opportunity because businesses have popped up and recognized what the what the habits of Manitobans have been as well, that they like some of that, you know, being able to have something delivered directly to your house. So businesses locally are taking advantage of that. So, But at the same time, you know, we want to encourage people to get out uh, to go and visit these businesses as well because that helps keep employment up, which we know is uh, is also going to be important creating those jobs. So, you know, those, those habits are, are really what's important. And I think Manitobans have done such a great job over the course of this, whether it has been, you know, traveling locally and we help them a little bit with the trip program. And if we can help them a little bit more with, you know, a small incentive of a $100 gift card by, by really encouraging them to, to, again, shop local and then tell the story about where they went and some of the cool places that they've done. I mean, I think that's what I'm, I'm most looking forward to as well as, is finding out what are some of these great places that people are kind of going to. I mean, I had the opportunity yesterday to visit one of them in Brandon, the Green Spot Home and Garden. Uh, is an unbelievable store in Brandon that's got everything in it. I've never been there before. I had an opportunity to visit yesterday. Another great local story that we would encourage people to, you know, go out and visit and see what they have to offer. And you know, Chuck mentioned the place in Brandon there. I want to hear from you today, 204-780-6868 or hal at cgob.com. Tell me about some great businesses out there, some wonderful retail experiences that you've had. And just ahead of bringing Aubie on live here, I realize I'm playing a lot of audio here before we bring Aubie on to talk. I wanted to play a little bit of audio from a video about um, Aubie's website, Good Local, and then I promise we'll talk to Aubie. Who are our local growers, makers, and merchants? They're our family, friends, and neighbors. For them, it's about more than just business. It's the pursuit of a lifelong passion. It's the satisfaction of a job well done and done with care. A thriving network of local business is the heartbeat of any great city. 
pulse of that heartbeat slowed to a near stop as our local economy was hit hard by the pandemic. Shops shut their doors, craft sales were canceled, and farmers' markets froze. Pop-up shops closed down and handmade items couldn't exchange hands. All the while, large corporations took full advantage of the catastrophic setbacks of their local competition. Now more than ever, we must make a conscious effort to change consumer habits. Every purchase you make is a choice. You can choose to spend your dollars at big box stores and add to the millions and billions made by faceless corporations, or you can choose to shop and buy local year-round to support the livelihoods of neighbors, employ your family and friends, and keep your dollars in the local economy that's why two small business owners founded Good Local as a platform to easily connect local vendors with their customers through the same kind of click-and-deliver convenience corporations provide. And joining us now on the phone, former bomber, restaurant, and business owner, co-founder of Good Local, Abi Khan. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thank you for having me on, and thanks for playing the great little video. Yeah, there's more to it, and I would encourage people to go find it on YouTube, or, or where can they find that? I suppose at goodlocal.ca, uh, yeah, right? goodlocal.ca on all of our social media channels and on YouTube as well. So it, it's just a great little video I wanted to make and the team wanted to make, really outlining the conscious decision that consumers have to start making and support local or support a faceless corporation that makes billions of dollars. Yeah, and I do want to point out before we get into this, obviously local people work at those big box stores as well. That's I want to mention that. Um, and if, yeah, if, yeah. Right, but but I do yeah. think we need to start focusing on local and using sites like goodlocal.ca. How is it going with Good Local? Because it started with a real bang. Yeah, so it started with a real bang. It continued with a bang. And then the bang kind of dwindled down a little bit over the summer and as restrictions kind of eased and people got back out and started to go visit storefronts and, and that was great uh but it's starting to pick up again now we're getting into the holiday season uh where people want to support local and they're making that conscious decision and they don't have the ability to go to five six seven stores or some of them still might be closed so we are seeing an uptick in orders uh we do offer same day delivery now so we're really trying to copy that Amazon model, but do it for local businesses. So orders are on the up. So I encourage everyone to please check it out and do your shopping locally. Like Chuck said, let's support, let's buy local MB. And I think, you know, it's interesting. The pandemic, so much bad has come with the pandemic, but then there's always some good with bad. And I think one of yeah. the good things that came from the pandemic is the fact that people did start supporting local more. And I think they will uh, on an ongoing basis. I don't think that's going to change. I totally agree with you. And I think it's not going to change because businesses have adapted and they've made it easier for customers where, you know, two years ago or before the pandemic, you couldn't go to one website and buy anything local. You couldn't buy, you know, your groceries. You couldn't buy frozen pizza. You couldn't buy Cheban ice cream. You couldn't buy, you know, a candle from Colin Canary. You couldn't buy local coffee. But now you can do it all in one site. So I think that's because easy and it's accessible for people, and not just my business, other businesses as well that have adapted, it's a lot easier to support local now, where a year ago it wasn't that easy. So if we can make it easier for people, if we can make it accessible, and we can see the return on that, then I think people will do it. And that's really what we're trying to do at Good Local, make it easier for people to support local. I think goodlocal.ca, too, was a, a great option for employees that maybe got caught off guard when the pandemic hit and they didn't have a web presence, right? 
Yes. So we do all that. We do all the online ordering. We do all the payments. We do all the delivery. We do all the packing. We essentially, how I wanted to just get the businesses the opportunity to, hey, you make your products. I will do everything else for you. We do all the marketing. We do all the sales. So they can really focus on their passion, what they love to do. Like that video says, like, these are entrepreneurs, local people who are neighbors who just love what they do, but they couldn't sell it during the pandemic. So, you know, I made a resource to help them sell it and it's, it's gone great. And I really encourage people this holiday season, you know, to hit up those shops like Chuck said, but also check out Good Local. Gift cards are a great choice as well. If you don't know what to buy someone, well, get them a gift card. And you know that 100% of that money is going to support a local vendor because that person will come shop on it. I mean, we did almost, you know, over over $100,000 last year in gift cards, and all of that money went right to the hands of local business owners. Here's another reason why I like goodlocal.ca. I was reading again just this morning, or, or supporting local even if they don't go to your website, Avi. I was reading again this morning shortages of just about everything, right, as we get ready for yeah. Christmas. Well, guess what? If it's made locally, uh, chances are they've got it in stock, right? Yeah, exactly, and, and chances are they're, they're, some of them are literally going to make it for you. Like when we have vendors ordering custom charcuterie boards or a hat or, or a necklace, that vendor is literally making that for you specifically and dropping it off to us so we can deliver it to them. I mean, their stories, how are amazing. I mean, vendors are coming in and almost in tears and thanking my staff and thanking what we're doing. And ultimately, I turn around and go, hey, don't thank me. Thank Manitobans for supporting local. Thank the people that are all going to the website and ordering. And it's really life-changing for some of these businesses. So, you know, and again, you know, to your earlier point about the big stores, they're always going to be here. We don't have everything on Good Local. I don't sell iPods and accessories like that. So you're going to go to Amazon. You're going to go to Walmart. You're going to go to Costco. And those are great for other reasons. But when you can really think of a really unique and special and, and, and one-off item for a gift, let's make it special. And let's, let's have a story attached with that. And that's really what this video does. So, you know, I encourage people to watch the video, share the video. It, it brings me to tears just listening to it because I know the direct impact we've had on vendors. Mm-hmm. How's the recovery going? I, I think we are seeing, uh, even though we're not through the pandemic yet, we are seeing a bit of a recovery uh, here, hopefully at the end of the pandemic. And then we're heading into the holiday season. This is key, isn't it? Yeah. So we've, you know, in the restaurant industry, we're actually in pretty good uptick here. We're not back to our pre-COVID numbers, but we're getting pretty close. I mean, customers have been fantastic with the vaccine passports and coming in and being understanding and ordering online. Um, so the restaurants are starting to see an uptick. We're getting close to where we were pre-pandemic, so that's really encouraging, right? Uh, we're kind of in this fourth wave, but the vaccination uptick is huge. People are supporting. Um, and, you know, just, just in general, when I talk to other businesses, you know, around the exchange or in other parts of the city, they're saying, yeah, you know, we are seeing more people come back. People are starting to order more, and, and we're kind of getting back to that normalcy that we have. But, you know, the Bomber Games are a great example of that, how, like, how great are the Bombers doing it? You know, I've, I've been a player for 10 years in CFL, and I, I have my restaurants there. And this is the most fun I've seen people have at a stadium. Like, it is a fun game. People are loving life again. And I think that's where we're headed, and we're all kind of doing it together. What about downtown, Avi? You're downtown as well. Um, I worry about downtown. I talk to the people that are in business downtown, and it's tough. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, for sure I'm a little worried. Uh, but again, being optimistic, I think people are coming back in their in their waves. My exchange store is doing okay. Actually, we're just opening the other one, so an encouraging sign, How? don't be so worried. It's, I'm actually opening up my, my last, out of my seven stores, this is the last one I'm opening uh, to reopen, and it's opening on Graham, so right behind Hydro and the True North area, because people are coming back. People are walking around. People are starting to come back to work. It's going to come in phases, but... You know, I'm encouraged that we're getting heading that way. I think businesses will start to fill up again, and you know, God willing, by you know the spring, we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I got to ask you while I've got you the Heather Stephenson commercial. Uh, yeah. You're throwing your support behind her uh, for the next premier of Manitoba. Tell me about that. Yeah, totally. Well, you know, I've known Heather for. I mean, first I'll back it up and say, people that know me, how you know me well, uh, I'm a I'm a Winnipegger. I'm a Manitoban. I love this city more than anything. Uh, I'm invested in the community. I'm invested in businesses. I try to do everything right by the community. And I think Heather Stephenson is that leader. Heather, I've known her for 15 years. We used to work out at the same gym together. And Heather is a really chill, collaborative, work-together leader. Let's sit at the table. Let's have dialogue. Let's come up with a solution. It's not my way or the highway like we've had before. It's, she's a really – and she knows what she's doing. She's been there for 21 years. You know, so she knows the ins and outs of the system, but she's a different type of leader. So some people be like, oh, she's been there for so long. Yeah, but you need someone who knows what they're doing, number one. But the way in which she's going to do it, I fundamentally believe it's going to be different than the way it's been done in the past. It's going to be collaborative. It's going to be working with communities, working with leaders, working with businesses, working with healthcare workers. I mean, you know, she scrapped Bill 64. She uh, wants to extend the contract. From her. They're hiring 400 more uh, nurses. I mean, there's progress that's being made with Heather, and I think it's a real positive future for us. So I'm full out endorsing her. You've seen the videos. Um, I think she's going to be a great leader for the future of this province, and I'm really excited to fill my – I've lost a little bit of weight, but I still have a lot of weight, so I'm going to fill my weight behind her. We're, we'll see. We're 10 days out. It's either going to be her or, or Shelly Glover, and I guess we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. I've asked you this question off-air before. I'm going to ask you on-air now. What about you, Abi Khan? What about you and running for some political office? Yeah, uh, you know, I kind of knew you were going to go this way, Hal. You're a funny <laughs> guy. I, I love you, brother. Uh, so people know me. Again, you know, like I'm a community guy, and... <laughs> Is my trajectory of Abi Khan's life heading in the way of public service? I, I would think so. I would think, you know, I want to go where I can make the biggest impact and do right by the people in, you know, a constituency or a riding or the people of Manitoba. And if that's, you know, I felt like that for a long time that I was doing restaurants, you know, creating jobs and having, you know, food for a reasonable price, great food. Then it was with good locals, supporting local businesses. And if I have the platform to do it, you know, I think it would be an honor for me to serve somewhere one day. I don't know exactly where that is. I mean, I'm kind of poking my head around hell. If you got any ideas, let me know. But I would love to serve the people of, of Manitoba and Winnipeg one day, and I, I think I could really do you know, a good job of that. And I think my track record speaks for it. So um, we'll see what happens, man. I, I, I we'll see the future. You heard it here first. That's, more, that's so close to a yes. Uh, I did not expect that from you, Abby. That's interesting well, because no, it's not the answer but, that I got from you a while ago. I know you care no, about this community as I do, yeah, um, yeah. but uh, uh, that's interesting that you really think politics might be at some point, it sounds like soon, might be the right move for you. Well, and I, I think, like, you know, and I've had a lot of time to reflect. The pandemic has really taught us that, right? Like, sit back and what's important to us? And, you know, you really look at what, what, what drives me, right? I have my young son. I have my businesses. I have great jobs. You know, and I really love the community, and I really, like, 
you know, Heather as a leader, I think will serve our community. And that's why I'm so adamant about putting my support behind her. Cause I know her, she's a nice lady. She wants to do right by the people. And I, I think that's really exciting. Um, and for me, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a not, it's a not, not answer, but it's kind of like, I would, I would like to serve the people one day. I think I can. And the big thing is if I do something, I got to be able to make some changes. We got to make the right moves. We got to right. do right by our city. Right. Like, and I'm not a, career politician how you know me i'm speaking off the cuff here i i generally speak with my heart and i wear my emotions on my sleeve and, and i i would lead that way you know for small businesses for you know marginalized communities for immigrants like myself mm-hmm. um so i i don't know we'll see man hey i'll tell you this though if there is an announcement how would i give you a call and we do something special well listen i'd vote for you Abby. i appreciate your strong voice thanks for joining us today i'm so late but i, I wanted to have a conversation with you i appreciate it <laughs> Thanks, brother. Hey, and check out goodlocal.ca. Please support local Winnipeg. While I was seated at the table, I was asked to pose for a photo. And I got up and joined the, the group in the photo, neglecting to wear my mask. And for that, I am deeply, deeply, um, I want to apologize for that. Health Minister Audrey Gordon apologizing for uh, taking a photo at a, a fundraiser, an event, and not wearing her mask, standing up for a photo and uh, not wearing her mask. Sean Jeffrey is the Executive Director of the Manitoba Restaurant and Food Services Association. Sean, good morning. Morning, Helen. First of all, I want to say I would vote for Abby. Yes, no, he's he's uh, he really is uh, what I like. He's just a community guy, and I I like to think that I'm a community guy, and and I really like that about. It. And he cares about the community, um, and and you know him of course uh, well because of his his restaurants. Hey, um, so I just played the clip of uh, of Audrey Gordon, and we talked a lot about this yesterday. Went to the phones on this about politicians and their apologies. And I heard from you, and, and I understand that the uh, Restaurant Association had a board meeting yesterday, and this was a hot topic of discussion. You know what? It's, uh, it is. It's a hot topic of discussion throughout the entire industry here in Winnipeg. It's, it's very disappointing because we've been battling um, this, uh, this challenge within our restaurants now for close to 18 months. Uh, you know, it's a day-to-day operation thing where we're, uh, you know, reminding customers, and there's some areas of the province that have lower uptick and 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 although we do understand you know i can't say that i would be sitting here and being you know a person who hasn't made a mistake whether it be professionally or personally in my in my life but the reality is is that the collateral damage that this causes within our industry especially um is quite large and it's it's very disappointing to see something like this happen and uh, especially when we're fighting so hard to just get through the pandemic and get back to that new normal um, and it uh, and it really does cause uh, cause a lot of uh, angst within the industry and uh, and flared a few tempers, I have to say. Uh, be more specific. Expand a bit on the collateral damage. What sort of damage does it do in the restaurant industry? Well, you know, you got a lot of people in here in Manitoba that are you know are not uh, for these rules, and and what that does is that it kind of continues to divide. And we don't we're trying to get through this and work together. We're we're on Team Manitoba here. This is what the provincial government's been saying. Team Manitoba, and we have been playing Team Manitoba since day one. And we're really trying to get back to a new normal. We're really trying to get back to a point where our restaurants are back to, you know, you know the levels or the, the operational value of pre-pandemic, right? And to see something like this, whether it be a small incident or not a small incident, it still does cause a little bit of damage. You know, it causes damage. It, uh, you know, brings people 
their spirits down because they see that they see our leaders not following the rules that they've imposed upon us in uh, keeping Manitoban safe. And whether it's a isolated incident or not, it does cause you know some 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 hangups, and and definitely causes some uh, you know some operators to 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 look at that and say, wow, you know, we're doing it inside our restaurants, and uh, yet we're pulling you know elected leaders are not following the same mm-hmm. protocol. You know, I've talked to some uh, restaurant owners that have been ticketed and fined during this for mistakes, and this was a mistake as well. The minister admitted that. Um, Do you you think that a a ticket and and a fine is appropriate here, considering it is the health minister? I mean, this is, and other ministers uh, did the same, and they've apologized too, but this is the minister in charge of our health, right? And the pandemic has been here for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Um, I'm not going to really touch upon that. I'm not a justice, uh, you know, uh, you know, person who's really high on the justice aspect of it. You know, I'm not the, the authority on that. But what I would right. say is that you know those those restaurants, those those patrons that have been fine, whether it be inside or outside restaurants or in other industries too. You know, those people. Uh, I don't think that apology would have got them out of that ticket, right? So, you know, we have to look at those kind of things and say, are we are we following? Um, the same protocol for everybody is everybody mm-hmm. held to the same standard, right? And and I can tell you in our restaurants, we're driving every day to make sure that everyone inside our restaurants are following these rules, following the health order. And it's, it causes, you know, a lot of stress on our operators, but they're doing it because we want to get through this together. And we just need to get through this. And, and, and again, you know, you have a little bit of a situation like this. And it definitely does cause a, a little bit of a step back. Sure. And I realize you're not in charge of enforcement, and maybe that was an unfair question, but but I did think of your industry and the bar industry, which I think got a bad rap early on. They were blamed for some transmission of the virus, and it may have been where transmissions you know, where transmission of the virus was happening, but I don't think it was any fault of restaurant owners or, or bar operators. So, you know, early on, I think there was some blame uh, it, that maybe wasn't deserved, and it's just interesting now that we talk about our health minister uh, not wearing a mask in the pandemic. Anyhow, we'll, we'll leave that yeah. there. We're talking about allergies today, and I wanted to ask you about this. We just went last night. We met a couple of friends for dinner at Joe's at, at Pasquale's on Marion, and my wife has some food sensitivities. And so mm-hmm. she's, you know, made the request, and they said, oh, is it a sensitivity or an allergy? And we just found out today that 3.1 million Canadians have food allergies, and we're going to get into that more later on. We ran long last half hour with Abby Khan, and, and so I'll revisit that a little later. But I did want to ask you, Sean, restaurants are really good at this, I think. They're really good at saying, okay, is, is it a sensitivity? Uh, do we need to wipe down the grill and, and, and take extra precautions because you have a severe allergy? Restaurants really, I think, do a great job of this. They do an amazing job. You know, my wife has a severe shellfish allergy, and obviously I'm a, I'm a big foodie, so we go to restaurants very regularly and have for many years. So, um, you know, I, I've never been in a situation where, you know, the restaurant didn't take it seriously. And I've had many, many situations where the chef or the general manager is coming to my table and talking to my wife to say exactly, you know, what did you order? And going through the menu piece by piece to make sure that, it's not only the, the cross-contamination aspect of it, but it's even if you're cooking on the same grill, moving it to a different, you know, a different cooking uh, surface, making sure that, that her food is prepared in a manner that is going to be the most ultimately safe um, environment for her. And, uh, and especially with seafood being such a popular 
um, you know, food in most restaurants and having an extensive menu aspect of that. Um, it, it's, it's really great. We, we, really, we really do take it seriously when you go to a restaurant to keep our, our patients safe. And, and, we, and, you know, when you get into a situation like that, and it's not a legality thing, it's a, it's a chicken carrier customer thing, and that's what we are. We're in customer service, right? So we mm-hmm. want to make sure we have all our T's crossed and all our da- I's dotted and, and make sure that we get out there, and that's, that's something that you're going to see on a regular basis when, uh, when you go into restaurants here in Manitoba, and I'm proud to say that that happens. Sean Jeffrey, Executive Director of the Manitoba Restaurant Association. Thank you. Pleasure as always. Take care, help. You bet. Uh, by the way, I, I uh, just want to mention quickly that I did send off an email yesterday uh, requesting a conversation with the Health Minister, Audrey Gordon, uh, on this issue and also on um, visitations at hospitals and care homes because we talked a lot about that yesterday and I did not receive a reply. So um, we'll leave it there. Joining us on the phone here, Bruce Winder, author of the book Retail Before, During, and After COVID-19. We're talking retail today as we get into another holiday season. Bruce, good morning. Hey, Hal. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, thanks a lot for coming on. Um, We uh, started the show today uh, by talking to Abi Khan, local businessman, and and he's got uh, a website where people can buy local. I think the pandemic really has got people thinking local again, hasn't it? It really has. No, it's a major trend right now in retail and a major theme, especially as we go through the holidays. I mean, I was poking around earlier today and I noticed that uh, even Amazon, Amazon has a um, part of their uh, new book they've launched or their new holiday uh, website they've launched. They have a whole section where you can actually buy local products by province. So I, I think it's a major theme, both, you know, sort of at the grassroots area as well as even, you know, major companies are trying to tap into this and help um, small companies get through this because, you know, they're, they're really the ones who are, who are suffering through this and uh, they really need the cash flow more than others right now. Isn't that interesting? Eh? So Amazon had online uh, uh, totally under control. Then, you know, other local sites started going, hey, we're going to feature local items, and now Amazon is doing that, trying to sell local stuff. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that, that's been a major trend for, I think, people like Amazon is they realize that, you know what, um, there's two ways to do business. One is they can sell stuff through their own warehouses. The other way is to empower local uh, entrepreneurs to sell stuff, uh, either direct or through their warehouse. So it's just sort of a, a, a morphing of a business model. It's a changing of a business model that reflects the current times. Mm-hmm. where consumers want local. It's a major trend. And one of the issues we're dealing with this year, too, which is especially going to be interesting, is potential out-of-stocks, right? And that affects both small business as well as big businesses. And and that's why one of the things that a lot of folks are pushing, including Amazon and all the others, is shop early this year because there are going to be some bare shelves as you get closer to the uh, to December 25th. Yeah, no kidding. And I was just reading this morning, I don't know, you, you, you seem to be sort of... Uh... Um, aware a lot of the time at what, about what's happening at Amazon. We've talked to you about Amazon growing its yeah. footprint here in, in Winnipeg in the past, and I was just reading this morning that Amazon in the U.S. plans to hire 150,000 seasonal workers for the holiday shopping season. So if you take Canada at about 10%, I mean, maybe they're yep. going to hire 15,000 here. Exactly. I mean, that, I do follow Amazon a lot because they're really one of the biggest newsmakers in retail right now. And, you know, that, that's one of the things you look at. If you look at all the retailers, um, 
pretty much Amazon is the main one by far who's creating jobs in Canada right now, right? And it's not it's not accidental. It's because retail's changing, right? Retail's changing where people want to buy things more online. So you need all that infrastructure to ship things through warehouses, et cetera. So it, again, it's just sort of the natural ebb and flow of retail, knowing that the pandemic accelerated a lot of this stuff and sort of brought e-commerce, you know, probably about five years ahead of where we were before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. What else, uh, as we head in, you know, we're almost to the end of October here, so sure. it may be a little early, but I think people are thinking about Christmas shopping early because of the shortages which you mentioned. Yeah. What else yeah. might be different this season when it comes to holiday shopping, whether it's online or, or in a brick-and-mortar store? Well, one thing you're probably going to see a little bit of everywhere is inflation. You're going to see uh, prices (laughs) higher than they were before. Um, And and that's because there's real increases in shipping costs out there. Um, To move products around the world, there's just not as many containers. Price of containers have went up fivefold from, you know, this time last year before the pandemic. So you're going to see some inflation there. You're going to see some companies kind of play with products and try to keep the same price point, but maybe make things a little smaller, if that makes sense, just to save money. Um, you're also going to see a bit of a labor shortage in some retail as well, where there's just not enough people to help people in store. So it's going to be a really weird holiday in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Bruce, I'm sure we'll have you back before Christmas. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks a lot, Hal. Take care. Bye-bye now. All right. Bruce Winder is, again, the author of the book Retail Before, During, and After COVID-19. Uh, before we take a break, we talked uh, earlier and we got a bit behind because of my long conversation with Abby Khan at the start of the show. Uh, I wanted to share with you a bit of Sylvain Charlebois. They call him the food prof, right? The food professor, uh, senior director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University. He was on the start this morning talking about food allergies. Uh, they have a new report out that says 3.1 million Canadians have food allergies. We talked a bit about that with Sean Jeffrey at the Manitoba Restaurant Association. Uh, I think restaurants do a good job of of saying, "Oh, okay, now is it a when you order something or ask about a food item, they'll say, "Now is that a sensitivity or is that a full-blown allergy?" I think restaurants do a really good job of that. But when you think about the number, right? 3.1 million Canadians have a food allergy. Uh, that is significant as Sylvan explains. It's on the rise. So this, uh, this study was actually uh, conducted in partnership with Allergies Canada. And so they do, they do have historical data. And uh, when we came up with our number, they did confirm that it is on the rise. And we're expecting that number to, to go up even further in years to come. Uh, and so just to be clear, there is a difference between allergies and intolerances, obviously. So for allergies, our estimate is at about 3.1 million for intolerances, it's over 7 million. Uh, the difference between the two allergies uh, are typically life-threatening. Uh, that's, the, that's the main difference, whereas uh, food tolerances will bring uh, discomfort, temporary or, or chronically. It's a mixed bag, actually, and that was the biggest question mark we had. Uh, who's actually uh, who's assessing these cases? Are they real? Are they false? A lot of people think, well, it's all self-diagnostic. Uh, uh, people will go on the Internet to get into the, some information, and they'll find out, well, they'll figure, well, that, that's who I am. But uh, with allergies, uh, a good portion 
of people actually have seeked professional help to get a proper uh, diagnostic. Uh, with intolerances, things are a little bit more ambiguous. The vast majority of Canadians actually have not uh, seeked professional help to get a proper diagnostic. So that's that's the main difference between the two. And uh, and for the food industry, it's it's a tricky thing because so how do you manage that? And uh, and thinking about schools, thinking about uh, Halloween coming up next week, and also most importantly, as a result of COVID, a lot of food is delivered to people's homes, and people will have actually figured or would have noticed that not all information is actually with the food being delivered to people's homes, and that's kind of why we're very much interested in that topic because things got uh, has gotten a little bit more complicated for for the food industry, uh, trying to convey risk to the public. Sylvain Charlebois, the food prof at Dalhousie U. Uh, we're talking retail today. I invited you to comment on some good business uh, business uh, or retail experiences that you've had out there. Tell me about your favorite businesses, and we're getting lots of text messages. I've read several on that. I just want to mention one sort of relating to food and, and retail. Phil Klein, you hear me doing his uh, commercial on the air here. Phil Klein at Bagelsmith, the Montreal-style bagels at 185 Carlton. I want to say happy anniversary to him. One year in business, great bagels. As I said, Phil has become a friend. He's got discounts and giveaways down there. It's a great spot. So I want to say happy anniversary to Phil and everybody at Bagelsmith before I forget. So there, that's my uh, shout-out to a great local business. And in downtown Winnipeg, right? And we've talked about the struggles of being downtown. (laughs) 